Mac attacks the red zone, and the rookies are rising. I'm not just talking about the defense. Stick around. You're about to be locked into the Locked On Patriots podcast. You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all of you, Foxborough faithful. Welcome to the Lockdown Patriots podcast. We are a proud part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts to ensure that you get the latest episode as soon as it's available. I am your host, Mike DeBate. I cover your New England Patriots for Patriots Country of Sports Illustrated. So reach out to me and let me know what's on your mind on the Bird app, on X, whatever you want to call it. You can find me at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-N-F-L, and you can also show some love to Locked On Patriots by following that account as well at L-O underscore Patriots. And Pats fans, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of the NFL. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. And Pats fans, thank you again for joining us here today, making us your first listen special shout out as always to all of you locked on everydayers out there love you locked on loyalists i'm always honored and grateful for the support that you provide and it may not be monday folks but thursdays are always a good day to welcome in a man i'm now going to be calling the pillar of patriots wisdom and counsel the legendary thomas murphy of e2g sports thank you for coming to me in friendship today don murph Oh, it's always a pleasure, Michael. Monday, Thursday, Friday, Sunday nights. You know, let's let's do it. Let, let, Monday, let's Tuesday, it. Thursday, Wednesday. He's on pazza. Murph, it's always great. And when we can kick off the show with a Godfather yeah. reference, you know, it's you gonna know be we're going to be in a good show. So, yep. folks, thank you for tuning in. We hope you agree with us here. But, Murph, with just one week remaining until they host the Houston Texans at Gillette Stadium for their first preseason matchup, hard to believe, Murph, we're already almost at preseason football. But yep. your New England Patriots were back on the field for their eighth training camp practice on Thursday. Patriots practicing in full pads for the day second eight. consecutive day. Focus on diversifying their offensive game planning. That really seemed to be the theme yep. of the day. Uh, the defense wanted to rebound after a pretty good performance on Wednesday from Mac Jones and Bailey yep. Zappi and the offense on Wednesday. The offense really getting their clear first victory, I think, of training camp. And folks, whether you want to call Murph and I objective or not, I don't think anybody who's not bound by click-chasing agendas is going to say that this offense right now does not look better than it did this time last year. Oh, God. A big reason for that, folks, is the Bill O'Brien effect on Mac Jones. Murph, let's start there. Eight practices in, what changes do you see in Mac Jones and this offense that lead you to believe that we're in for a much better product on the field in 2023? One is attitude, and two is everybody's on the same page. 
you know, and when they flip that page, everybody's still on the same page. Nobody's looking back to see what they missed from the, you know, the, the last, uh, the last paragraph or the middle paragraph of the last page. You flip the page. We know what we're doing. We're no, we know where we're supposed to be. This makes sense. Okay. This makes sense. Mac Jones is walking up under center or stepping back from under center, knowing exactly what he's going to do. He's looking across at a uh, at a defense that that he knows where he wants to attack it, and it it shows on on you know at least over the past two or three days that um it's working. Okay, it's not the same play over and over again. The defense does not know what's coming. All right, like they did a year ago. They they've got a they've got a rough idea because you know we're, it's the same freaking playbook that you know both sides have but yeah. other than that and there's there's definitely three or four different options that are going to happen out of this set when last year they knew that wasn't the case absolutely 100 agreed and very very well said and i think one of the things that i'm taking away from especially the last couple of days here from the patriots offense and watching them evolve and really seeing them come alive a little bit in ways we haven't seen even during last week's practices is Mac Jones's ability to adapt his surroundings, and you mentioned attitude, and I think that's a big part of it. He's showing confidence at the line of scrimmage, and you want to give a lot of credit to Bill O'Brien for giving him that authority, but you also want to give Mac a lot of credit for making the improvements and really increasing, I think, his fun level and also increasing his focus when he does that. And on Thursday, to me, I think he really encapsulated it very well. To me, this was my favorite practice to watch from Mac Jones. Um, I don't necessarily think it was his best one, but I think it was my favorite one because he spent a lot of time during open field drills working with the receivers that are yep. not considered first stringers. You know, he's working with Demario Douglas. Right. He's working with Kayshawn Butte. And he's they, working with Trey Nixon. And it we'll worked. Get to that. 45-yard completion, one of my favorite plays of the day. Mac put this right where Trey could find it, and Trey went up, made a nice catch. Yeah. Um, he tried to go back to the well at that point, and then he got picked off by Kyle Duggar. Yeah. Um, you know, a pass that was red, it was jumped well. I think Trey may have pulled up a little bit on his route, but when the focus shifted to the red zone and Mac got back in with the starting unit, I think yep. you saw that poise, that command of the line of scrimmage, and he did it. A pinpoint completion to Kendrick Bourne, maybe Mac's yep. best throw of the day. I know the 45-yard bomb was the one everybody was talking about. Yeah. You want to talk aesthetically pleasing, folks, that was the one to watch, but his best throw came on a red zone completion to Kendrick Bourne, corner of the end zone, only where Kendrick could get it. Really amazed me that Kendrick was able to get his feet down, both in place, and yeah. this was a really, really nice touchdown for the both of them. But his decision-making vastly improved from last season. He's not settling for the checkdowns. Decisive, Murray. right. Exactly. He's taking them, and I don't think there's anything yep. wrong with that. I don't know why no. taking a checkdown when it's available to you suddenly became a cardinal sin for a quarterback, folks. It's okay You're for taking what made available. Here. Exactly. Um, but Mac is just using that short game to his advantage, and he's taking chances downfield when the opportunity presents mm -hmm. itself. So that in my opinion is why you're seeing a better mac jones this year and it's clearly showing on the field and it's and it's with the twos and threes that this right. is happening a lot of the time it's with the twos and threes bailey zappy was was got in there and he was working with the ones and you know um 
and uh, and vice versa. It was it was a good mix up today to yeah. get to uh, to see what each one of these quarterbacks does with each unit as as to how they're constituted right now on the depth chart. It, it moved up and down the depth chart. The number two quarterback was working with the number one receivers. The number one quarterback was working with the number twos. The number twos looked really good getting having they the did. ball sent to them by uh, by one Mac Jones. Absolutely. And, you know, for all of these happy fans out there, I thought Bailey looked solid today. You're seeing improvement in him as well. I think that's part of the O'Brien mm-hmm. effect. Um, as Murph said, he did work with a lot of the first team offense, uh, didn't face any live pass rush with the no. first team offense and the first team defense against. Right. Um, that's where these things differed a little bit from where you're seeing maybe more pressure put on Mac. And I think that's an indication that the Patriots clearly view him that's as it. a starter. But Zappi turned in a few highlight-worthy completions mm-hmm. himself. He had a really nice pass to Kayshawn Butte. Again, Kayshawn showing his athleticism, keeping both feet in bounds, corner of the end zone. And again, Bailey did exactly what Mac did, went back to the right. well again, and, and he was picked off by Adrian Phillips. So, you know, Who's calling these plays? <laughs> you know what? It's it's just one of those examples right. where you keep trying it until you know you can't yep. do it anymore. And I think the Patriots quarterbacks learn that this Patriots secondary is still very effective at being able to take the ball away. So excellent job by the quarterbacks on Tuesday, really on Wednesday, better effort. But my favorite day to watch has been Thursday so far. And um, Murph, before we take our leave of the offense, I uh, want to talk a little of those big round men you love to talk about so much. Let's do that. For the past two days, Cody Brucey has been showing a little bit more metal in these one-on-one yeah. drills. He's looked yeah. very good showing his strength really showing his ability to anchor and his durability and holding yep. up. He's been out there and he's been out there in the place of guys like Cole Strange and Michael yep. Wainu who are still on the shelf. Tony Omafi's really stepped it up. He's kind of unseated Bill Murray yeah. um, at the, the right guard position and really playing some very well there. Um, but Bill Murray's been playing really well kicked out too. Yeah, exactly. He has. And that's a good point. It's a good problem to have. That's my point, and that's what I wanted to ask you. You see things us mere mortals don't see when it comes to the offensive line. What's leading you to believe that this mix of players and this rotation that we're seeing is a good thing, not a bad thing? Um, These guys are all getting reps with each other. They're all getting reps at different spots in um, up and down the line, Uh, and the starters are not there. These guys are are getting the, uh, significant time out on the field, while whether you or not you want to call it a, a contract hold in or you're you're suggesting that um that the reps are being doled out because it's true and we said it right here, you know depth is going to be so important to this offensive line because we're talking about a bunch of old men that need to play 17 games this year at least. Mm-hmm. At yeah. least maybe, you know, you throw in the, the the two games that don't count before the season starts and maybe a game or so at the end of the season. We're talking 20 games, 21 games. Um, these guys are going to have to be able to mix and match. They're going to be ha- have to be uh, be there for the guy that's that's directly next to them and the guy that's that that's uh, down the line from them when they're pulling. They're going to have to know how quick those guys are getting down the line and when they're going to have to step forward as opposed to step back and how far that they can, they can step back. Um, it all starts right there in the middle. It all starts with the center and the way things move out. What do you think of uh, the center play over the past two days, Mike? Well, I mean, anytime you've got David Andrews anchoring, 
directing traffic, you know it's going to be as solid as possible. And uh, I think the center play has been paramount to a lot of the offensive improvements that you're seeing. It's anchoring this line right now, which is being manned with a lot of guys that probably aren't going to be in the starting rotation when the season starts, assuming guys like Trent Brown and Cole Strange and Michael Wainu come back in and come back healthy for week one of the 2023 season. But the Patriots offense has been looking pretty good so far yeah. with guys like Mafi, with guys like Murray and Rusi now coming in and playing that role. This is a situation where if the Patriots have to go to their bench this year, I don't think they're going to be quite as scared as they were in seasons no. before. And this shows, again, ingenuity by Bill Belichick, Adrian Clem, Bill O'Brien, to let everyone know that they need players stocked on the bench for this offensive line, and it's clearly showing. But to get back to your point, it doesn't work without solid play in the middle. You need David Andrews, that glue that's holding everything together, and I think he's been great so far in training camp. It is. It's been fantastic. Um, but I, the the competition level between this offense and defense, uh, the way it's played out over the past two, three days, has, has really upped my um, my looking forward to th- them actually getting on the field and being able to hit somebody with authority that they want to hurt. Absolutely. And, you know, that time is coming. The Patriots are anticipating the uh, first preseason game, the only preseason game this year that's going to be held at Gillette Stadium, folks, yeah. coming up a week from this Thursday, a week from today if you're viewing this on Thursday at Joe Stadium at 7 p.m. against the Houston Texans. And one thing that I think Murphy can both agree on is that we're going to be seeing a lot of rookies balling out during this game. We've talked mm-hmm. a lot about the rookie class and how these trio of defenders at the top of the rookie class have a chance to be something special here in New England. Well, I think some of these rookie receivers heard – some of the negative press surrounding this receiving core yep. and maybe surrounding themselves directly, they took it personally, Murph. And they're showing everyone on the field that these guys are a force to be reckoned with. I'm talking a pair of sixth rounders yep. might have a chance, both of them, to make this roster. Talked a little to Mario Douglas earlier in the week. Also going to talk a little Keishon Butte today because this man I'm sharing the microphone with today mentioned his name as someone that was about to step it up. And lo and behold, he's stepped it up. We're going to talk Kayshawn and his evolution in just a moment when this episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. Locked On listeners, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team to help you do it faster here's the best part, folks. They help you do it for free. LinkedIn Jobs is so easy to use. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to, and they help you do it faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Patriots fans, thank you once again for making Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage. Remember, we are a proud part 
of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And Murph, one of the things that Patriots fans love about our team here in New England is versatility at yep. a number of different positions. If we're talking who's standing out here, especially in the last couple of days, we've got to talk about this pair of sixth rounders, Demario Douglas, Kayshawn Butte. Douglas has been a solid contributor all throughout right. camp. A lot of people are believing that he's already earned his way on to the 53-man roster. But you happen to mention Kayshawn's name on Monday here on Lockdown Patriots, and you mentioned that you believed he was right on the cusp of breaking out. And sure enough, lo and behold, the next day he goes out and balls out and really had a very, very good couple of days here. Thank you, when sir. you look at Kayshawn Butte and you look at the pedigree he had coming in and what he's shown on the field the last couple of days, Murph, what is it about his game that's now just starting to pop? And why are we seeing a different Kayshawn Butte than we saw at open camp? Um, I think the physicality of these padded practices is is brought out a lot in him. I think the fact that that he's more confident in the playbook and in knowing where he needs to be for uh, for Mac to uh, to get him the ball and and quite frankly Mac trusting him and in, in throwing those balls. Absolutely. You are seeing a tremendous amount of athleticism. And look, this is something we saw in him at LSU, especially yeah. his freshman year and his first half of his sophomore season. Six feet, you know, just a little over 195 pounds, about 200. I think he's weighing in at at, the, at this time. Sizable frame that makes him tough to bring down after the catch. And we all knew that from his time in college. But I think he has pro level speed already to be able to evade defenders when they're trying to come after him. He can be elusive when changing direction, and we're seeing that a little bit on the field now. But he has the strength, folks, to go up and make contested catches, something that I don't think he gets enough credit for. And he's done that the last, yeah, he's done that the last couple of days, and Mac Jones is trusting him. You're seeing him take notable reps with the starting offense in 11-on-11s, had a very good completion off the uh, Bailey's happy pass that we talked about earlier, but he's routinely getting open and he's routinely making plays happen and not waiting for the play to come to him. This is something that I think Patriots fans are going to really like to see. I, for one, can't wait to watch what this kid can do in a game setting. I hope he's going to get some notable reps on Thursday night. Tyquan Thornton better get his ass on the field. Mm. That's all I'm saying right now. Yeah. You know, because this kid is taking advantage of of every opportunity that that he's being given with Thornton sitting on the sidelines with the soft t- tissue injury. Um, yeah. I, I was a big proponent of Thornton. I liked what I saw of him coming out of college. I thought he was going to have a massive year, uh, not a massive year, but a very good year last year. And I was looking forward to what he's going to be able to do. But once again, you can't make the club from the tub. You just can't do it. And and this kid is going out there and, and taking the opportunities that he's given and making every one of them count. Yeah, he is. And you want to talk about in game settings and being able to uh, adapt in 11-on-11 drills? Yeah, Keishon Butte has looked excellent in those drills. And some of that is because of the synergy he's developing with Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi as well. But I think he's been just as effective and just as impressive in one-on-one drills. Yeah. On Thursday, beats Christian Gonzalez, and he beats yep. Jonathan Jones. Right. Your two top perimeter corners going against a rookie wide receiver drafted in the sixth round with some engagement questions, some questions about his health. 
I'm telling you, Keishon Butte looks fluid in his movement. I don't think there's any question that this kid is healthy and ready to roll. And he looks like he's playing with a chip on his shoulder. And you could even yeah. see that when the media members got a chance to speak with him yesterday after practice, wearing his LSU shoulder pads. And you could still see a little bit of the purple and gold. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I think it really does. It grounds him. He says, you never forget where you come from. Oh. And I think he remembers the good days at LSU and the first year and a half that he played there where he was well on his way to becoming one of the best receivers in the country. And then unfortunately, just like Injured a lot ankle, of athletes, and, you, know, you know, injuries, exactly. And, it, it and this, kid doesn't, this kid doesn't forget. No, he doesn't forget where he came from. And he doesn't forget some of the things that were said about him during the first week of practices when, when he wasn't popping and people right. were pointing it out. And I think he took that kind of personally. He did. He took it personally. And Keisha addressed that yesterday. He said, look, after practice, when the cameras are not on, or he's out there catching balls, working on things you didn't do. He mentioned the drop that he had on Sunday that he wanted to come out and really make restitution for. He did Wednesday. that on Wednesday when he had the opportunity to right those wrongs. And he continued that into Thursday. These two have been very, very good yeah. days for Keishon Butte. And his attitude seems to give you the impression that he wants to make this work here in New England. And I, for one, hope he can because this is right. a dynamic talent, folks, that can go up, catch the ball, be fast, and be a real all-tool receiver um, and might just change the opinion uh, that some have up about this wide receiver room. No, he's not. not. He's going, he's going up against, against first-rounders. He's going up against top-level talent, and he's making it count. He's he's being seen. Um, and like I said, it, it, who does this push? This is pushing um, – this is pushing Thornton. You know, everybody else has got to step up their game and make sure that these sixth-round picks aren't taking their spot. You know, I had both of them off. I had one of them. I had Butte on, and and I had the other kid off in my initial. But that's why we call them way too early because we haven't seen anything yet. What, right. what we're seeing out of these kids now um, should have a few veterans nervous. Yeah, and I really and I want to give Doug credit. And Bill won't get credit <laughs> because they were sixth-round picks. Right, exactly. There were six and you know what? Yeah, and and that's it. And you know, just you have to stick with the narrative that he can't draft. It's better. It just it makes yeah. better copy. Mark. If they really yeah. liked him, they would have taken him in the third round. Why? That's Why? right. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Well, unbelievable. Yes, it is unbelievable. And before we take our leave of Keishon Butte, I definitely want to give a tip of the cap as well to Demario Douglas, who we did spend a good amount of time talking about here on Monday. He's continuing to show that he's really going to be effective at the pro level, yeah. um, not just in the drills, not just in the team sessions and the team drills, but one-on-one, -on -one, easily got by Sean Wade and had no problems being able to shake one Marcus Jones. I'll tell you, that hurt a little bit, Murph. I love Demario Douglas, yeah. but you know Marcus Jones is someone that I called my favorite pick of last year's draft. <laughs> you want to talk about speed, this kid has got it, but Demario Douglas has got speed as well, folks. Something right. special brewing in the sixth round here with New England. We talked about Demario being a sixth-round steal. I think Demario and Butte can really turn some heads, and if they keep playing like they're playing, all of a sudden, that wide receiver room in New England looks a whole lot better than it did yeah. just a couple of days ago. Yeah. So, good stuff. A wide receiver room that everybody on the planet, you know, it, with the exception of the two gentlemen here, were saying needed all the help they could get. Mm. And there were a few others that did give them the credit, yeah. and they're just two. I will say that. But, uh, you know, for the most part, uh, we have been very complimentary of the receivers that the Patriots have in camp, in-house to date. 
and it's starting to show on the field. You're seeing a better Devontae Parker. You're seeing a much more engaged uh, Kendrick Bourne, and these guys are making plays, and it really is fun to watch them, especially on Wednesday, really kind of chirp at the defense a little bit. For the first time, they're starting to feel their swagger a little bit, and that's only a good thing. You want to keep seeing that. Of course, it's not going to sit well with the defense, and that's where we're going to finish up our conversation today, folks, because the defense wanted to bounce back in a big way. And to a certain extent, they did. Even though the offense still had a good day, the defense reminded them that they're still a force and have the chance to be one of the better units in the league this year. Murph, one of the big reasons why, big surprise, the rookies, Christian Gonzalez, Marte Mapu, and a guy I want to pick your brain on a little bit, one Keon White, who had a monster day on Thursday. We're going to talk to the monster master of disaster himself to break it all down and even give a little opinion, maybe, on a favorite subject of Murph. Yeah, we're going to talk a little bolden, too, but all of this and more when this episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast continues, a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On listeners, August is here, and you know what that means. The official start of Fantasy Football Drafting Month. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on Underdog Fantasy. Folks, Underdog Fantasy is awesome. They are so easy to use. All you do is one live snake draft. That's it. No waivers, no trades. Underdog sets your best lineup every week. So try it out with Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament. The largest fantasy football contest of all time is back and even bigger with $15 million of total prizes up for grabs, including an absurd $3 million going to the winner. Last year, the winner drafted their team in July, so don't wait around. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store to sign up with the promo code LOCKEDON to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code LOCKEDON. Patriots fans, thank you once again for making Lockdown Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage. Don't forget, Patriots not practicing during the day on Friday in stadium practice. Friday evening, 6.30 at Gillette Stadium. Always one of the most fun nights of the year if you're a Patriots fan. We're going to be breaking down all the ins and outs, and we're even going to get a chance to talk to the Patriots assistant coaches. So keep it here, and they locked in the Lockdown Patriots for the very latest. But Today, we are absorbing the wisdom and counsel from the pillar of Patriots wisdom and counsel himself, my good friend, Thomas Murphy of E2G Sports. And Murph, we've talked a lot of offense today. Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi sprinkled in a little bit, um, threw the bouquets at Boutte for his big day. A lot of alliteration there. Claire liked that. She's excited. And of course, you know, Demario Douglas turning some heads as well. But the Patriots defenders, especially from this rookie class, have stood out each and every day on the field when it comes to Patriots practices. Christian Gonzalez, we cannot say enough good about no. him. He is playing like a top-level cornerback. Yeah, there were rookie moments, but I think they're far outweighed by the poise and by the command. He'll get and used by the to physicality. the physicality. Yeah, exactly, that he's it. showing. And yep. then you've got guys like Marte Mapu who are wearing a non-contact jersey, but he's still making his presence felt. I think he's going to be that versatile linebacker the Patriots love to deploy. But one of the big surprises, pleasant surprises on the field, has been the play of Keon White. A lot of Patriots fans were not happy to see this pick, Murph. They wanted a wide no. receiver here. Right. Uh, they figured, well, you got your big cornerback. Now we can go out and get a top-flight wide receiver. Yep. 
But the Patriots drew a bead on Keon White because they felt he was the best player available and really fit their system so well. And he's proving both on the field. Keon's excellent, especially on Thursday in one-on-one drills, really very tough to beat, showing his athleticism. Then when he got out there into team drills, he was credited with two would-be sacks. Why is Keon White such a great fit in New England's defense? And what have you been most happy or most pleasantly surprised to see from the rookie in training camp so far? The, the fact that he can grasp what he's given to do so quickly and so easily, it, it almost seems effortless. It's almost like he's a savant when it comes to taking coaching. Okay, this this kid is ultimately coachable. And when you find this kind of um, of an athlete that is also this coachable, it's a rare thing. It mm. really, really is, folks. You don't understand. You don't grow up this good and allow yourself the humility to be coached by people that you know know more than you and be able to absorb it in the way that this kid does you don't find that very often and that's what i find so um so mesmerizing about the young man just to this point that and his versatility you can literally put this man anywhere along the line of scrimmage you can have his his hand in the dirt you can have him standing up he can do it he could play safety if he wanted to Mm. All right. The speed that this man has, you could put him it down as a box safety and just say, okay, go do it. Mm, yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, I seem to recall shortly after Keon was drafted that a couple of people in this room right now mentioned the fact that he might actually drop into coverage at time to time, you know, maybe even during this season. Um, and, uh, we were kind of chastised for not knowing what we were talking about and you're seeing it regularly on the field when the Patriots take the practice field each and every day. So it goes to show you the versatility and the adaptability. And that's something that really, I think, has surprised me with Keon. Um, he's got strength. He's got tenacity when he's battling his offensive blockers. He's looked great in one-on-one drills. He's all over the field with the starting. The sideline to sideline speed is just unreal, folks. Yeah. It's just Absolutely. unreal. Yeah. And he's doing this with Matthew Jude on the sidelines, who right. has yet to take part in a padded practice. And again, folks, Matthew's been very forthcoming about why. I have no reason to distrust him. I'm taking nope. him at face value. He says this is about conditioning. It's not about anything else. So until I hear differently or until we're proven differently, I'm going to assume that that's a reason. Don't read anything extra into this. Matthew Judon is still the alpha in this room when it comes to Mm -hmm. defenders, and he will be when the season starts. But it's great to see guys like Keon White take opportunities that they're given and run with them. And he's absolutely doing it. Strength, tenacity, and a football IQ that is beyond his years. It is. And with Judon, folks, you you just have to realize over the past few years, two years that he's been here, um, he has been in fifth gear from the first day of, of minicamp and he has not taken his foot off of the gas. We're trying something a little bit different this year, just mm-hmm. to ramp it up a little bit more slowly, um, kind of get him off the field a little bit uh, more early on in the season. And it's just fantastic to know that there's a guy like Keon White that can go in there and spell him without or whoever. Yeah. Absolutely, without question. And these guys are taking their opportunities and they're stepping forward. Yep. And Murph, 
one of the things that I think is always interesting about rookies or players that are considered roster bubble players is how they react to they're being given the opportunity and then seeing how they play on the field. But the reaction to that, the initial reaction is usually pretty fun to watch as well. And over the last couple of days, I've got the opportunity to see Isaiah Bolden kind of blossom into a player that's really starting to get a quiet swagger out there on the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know this brings a smile to your face. So what better way to close the show today, folks, than to talk a little Bolden, one of Murph's favorite yeah. subjects. And he aligned a perimeter corner, especially on Thursday. And yep. he got a chance to roll with the ones. He was opposite Christian Gonzalez and Jonathan Jones in the slot. I happen to really, really like this setup, folks. This really showed Isaiah's <laughs> athleticism, and his pretty. ability. <laughs> yeah, and his ability to play the corner position. Um, real an impressive pass breakup over Devontae Parker. I yeah. mean, you're talking one of the Patriots' most consistent and best receivers throughout camp so far. Isaiah showed no fear. He went right after him, went up, broke up the pass. And I think he's making a strong case to earn a roster spot. Murph, when you look at someone like an Isaiah Bolden, who is technically the Patriots' Mr. Irrelevant, although I've gone on record several times and saying that's not an adequate term <laughs> That's here. not that. No. That's just, yeah, that's just that. And to tell you the truth, it really isn't right. for any final pick in the draft. Brock Purdy proved that last year <laughs> with the San Francisco 49ers. So when you look at Isaiah Bolden, what really pops about him to you on the defensive side of the ball that leads you to believe he could be an asset in this cornerback room? The, his competitiveness. The, this kid just does not want to get beat. He does not want to give up. He does not want to to th- anyone that's watching him to think that he doesn't belong. All right. You know, what you folks don't understand is what what – he's going through right now at at Patriots camp. He used to do at barbecues at Bolden family barbecues every weekend. (laughs) Okay. It was guys trying to make each other look terrible and the other guy trying to not let that happen. Um, This kid has a, has, has a bite to him. He's got dog in him and he doesn't, he's, he's not going to let up until there is absolutely no shot on this green earth that he makes this squad, he knows that he will go out and get picked up by somebody else because mm-hmm. people are watching and he knows that he belongs here in the NFL. Uh, I, I said in uh, many, many times, never count out a Bolden. Um, mm-hmm. Also never give him an opportunity to make you look like you don't belong there as opposed to him. Mm-hmm. And today my man, Jack Jones did that. And uh, Bolden stepped in and he made it look like we're not going to miss a beat if we're going to have to. We talked last week about the fact that, you know, why is this special teams guy running with the with the threes and sometimes the twos at his at his position? This is exactly why. Yeah, folks. And just for those of you that uh, did not get a chance to either hear or see what happened at practice on Thursday during 11 on 11 drills. Jack Jones uh, abruptly headed for the locker room. He broke up a pass intended for Kendrick Bourne and looked like a really good play. Uh, But he had been beat a couple of times by Kendrick. Apparently, tempers started to fly, trading some verbal barbs back and forth. I know Jabril Peppers stepped in, tried to calm him down, talking to him a little bit. But Jack headed to the locker room. Just a couple of sessions later, you saw him come back out. Uh, He did not return to practice, but he did return to the field. He was on the sidelines talking very heavily with Director of Player Personnel Matt Gross. So a lot of 
what yeah. you saw on the field from Jack earlier appeared to be diffused. Jalen Mills went over to him, was talking to him for a little while. So there were some Blair, reports on Twitter that he was kicked out of practice. That was not true. It looked to me anyway. Yeah. And I, I can't say for absolute certainty because I didn't get any inside information from in the huddle, folks. But this appeared to be Jack just getting overheated, needing some time to cool off, going yeah. off, doing what he did, and then coming back. Now, what that means for his usage going forward, if that rubbed Bill Belichick or the defensive coaches the wrong way, if there's going to be repercussions on the field, we will see them. But if not, and this was just much ado about nothing and just tempers kind of flaring up a little bit, these things happen in training camp practice. A whole lot of nothing to see here when it comes to Jack Jones. But again, Isaiah Bolden using that opportunity to make the most of it, he did it. And this is all it takes for Patriots coaches to see something in a young player that leads them to believe we have to have this guy on the roster. I think they might be seeing that in Isaiah Bolden, buddy. Yeah, I do too. He, he's he's becoming a more and more valuable cog here in New England, and that's that's what Bill looks for. He looks for cogs that he can mm-hmm. replace other cogs with, uh, guys that are going to come in and make one or two stops uh, when he really needs them. And Isaiah Bolden is is somebody that that he's is turning the light light on. If if, if mm-hmm. there was a dimmer switch there, it's getting brighter and brighter in, in the Foxborough room. It definitely is. And something else that continues to get brighter and brighter, the wisdom and counsel that Murph provides each and every day on here. You knew I was going to set it up. You set it up perfectly. It's like a spike in volleyball, bud. But no, all kidding aside, I am eternally grateful to my good friend, the Connor Murphy Fisto himself, for always being there for the handoff and lending the wisdom and counsel the way only he can. That's why he is the pillar of Patriots wisdom and counsel. I like this. I'm going to continue to go with this and write it. But Bottom line, my friend, we appreciate you. Um, folks, get your questions in for Mailbag Monday because yeah. it is still a thing here. We're definitely looking forward to taking all of your great questions. Going to get back to more of a traditional Q&A on Monday, so make sure to send in some pointed questions that we want to feature here on Lockdown yeah. Patriots. But in the meantime, bud, please let everyone know where they can check you out, your great work, and what you got cooking over the weekend in Murph's Kitchen when it comes to the great coverage you provide on E2G Sports. Well, yeah, I got a couple of pieces out, you know, on on the subjects that we were talking about today. The rookies, the rookies. I'm getting a little Patriot stuff in because the 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 Red Sox have just pissed me off beyond, beyond belief. <laughs> just, I'm just yeah. too upset. I'm too upset to sit bit. down talk. I can't eat. God, man, and that's something for me. Um, but that, no, I'll have a I'll have a Red Sox piece up tomorrow morning. Um, I already talked about, uh, what they did or didn't do at the trade deadline to show any, uh, any faith in, in these guys that, that Chaim Bloom and Kennedy and John Henry, uh, wanted us all to buy into and, and they didn't buy into them. Uh, and of course, you know, you can follow me on the bird app for at, at team earth 207. Cause you never know what's going to tick me off and I'm going to have to sit down <laughs> at the keyboard. <laughs> Absolutely, folks. And you know what? Angry Murph tends to lead to Honest Murph. And Honest Murph is usually right on the money. I'll take those odds any day of the weekend, twice on Sunday. But don't forget, folks, to get your questions in for Mailbag Monday. And of course, really don't forget that we're going to be back here tomorrow bringing you the latest coverage from Foxborough. The Patriots hit the field for in stadium practice day and the unveiling of that gigantic. Gigantic video board. That's what we're looking oh forward to, Murph. Unreal. I, for one, cannot wait to see. It's going to be great. 
going to be absolutely great. Murph and I are going to have to set up uh, an opportunity to play Madden on that thing at least once during the season. At least once. I'm going to try to make it work for you folks. But in the meantime, please continue. Madden 96. Yes, absolutely. Old school Madden. Got to love it. Can't beat it. Because you know what? That's when when Murph and I were at Tech Mobile. We'll play Tech Mobile. Hey, don't knock Tech Mobile. Some of the greatest gameplay was on Nintendo 8-bit, and I stand by yep. that. The graphics were awful, but the gameplay still can't be. We are the 8-bit bros. In my humble opinion. Absolutely. We are the 8-bit bros. Yeah, I got a funny feeling that may stick, Murph. You know what? And if it does, we're okay with it. <laughs> on behalf of my good friend, the Count of Murphy Fisto himself, Thomas Murphy, I'm Mike DeBate reminding you to stay safe and stay well and be the change that you wish to see in the world. Have a great day, everyone. We'll see you back here again tomorrow on Locked On Patriots. The Boldens are back. They're back. <laughs>